And welcome back to the Any Given Thursday podcast. Uh, this is Max speaking. Um, I'm sitting here with my co-host David, and we are about to talk about the first leg of the playoffs round in the Europa League and the Europa Conference League. A lot of interesting stuff happened. We got a lot to cover. Yeah, there were a um, lot of games today. So I think we should just dive right into it. Yeah, should we start off with uh, one of our picks for most interesting tie coming in at Polon and Olympiakos. Yeah, I think this one was exciting. Um, yeah, so I, I'd say the first half looked pretty even. Um, Django put Apollon up in the 18th minute, but then the Greek side equalized 11 minutes later, um, thanks to their new signing, uh, Inbyom Huang. Wang? Inbyom Huang. Huang. Yeah. Inbyom Wang. Huang. <laughs> he joined this summer from the K-League. Uh, the 25-year-old was all over the pitch today. Um, he looked really good. In what I think is his first full appearance for the I club, right? I think it was right? his first start. First start. I don't start. know if he maybe came on before, but definitely believe it was his first start. He said he came from the K-League. Just want to point out that was a short loan to the K-League. He'd been I thought in, he was there for years. No, he'd been in Russia for a couple years before and then moved to the K-League, I believe. Well, anyway, he uh, came from some, uh, from some smaller leagues. He played in the MLS for a minute. Um, but he was really good today. Um, looks like a great signing. He was a, the center of every attack, it seemed. He should have gotten an assist. Um, but that was thwarted by their number nine, Yusuf El-Arabi, who had a tough one today. Yeah. Um, he's 35 now and was looking every bit of it today because he missed like an incredible three chances all in the space of a couple minutes. Um, in, one, in the first case, he sort of played a square pass just inside the box on a 2v1 um, with, you know, if he takes it first time, only the keeper to beat. But he takes a horrible, enormous oh, yeah. first touch, um, and he crashes into the defender and the keeper. The second chance, which fortunately for him was called offside anyway, um, he was, like, wide open with acres of space and across in the box and tried to flick flick on with his head, but missed the goal completely. Mm-hmm. The worst one yet, Wang comes in. Um, to the byline, to the byline, to the to the end line, yeah. Um, and plays him a really tidy cutback um, to the six yard box where he's waiting to pretty much just slot it past the keeper, and he hits it terribly wide, and that was the worst of them yet. Um, basically, just the keeper to beat from the six yard box and couldn't even couldn't even get it on target. Um, so that was a bit of an ugly one for for the for the aged striker. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, possibly the most well-known person on this team. Um, yeah, so basically, they, despite an even first half, um, Olympiacos really should have come away with a win here. They had a lot of chances. Apollon decided to start giving the ball away in the midfield constantly, especially in the first bit of the first half. They could not like take a competent touch in the middle of the park. Um, yeah. Yeah, like you said about Apollon's midfield really struggling, one thing that stood out for me was it wasn't because Olympiacos was pressing them or forcing them into mistakes. They were just making unforced errors, sloppy touches, bad, bad passes. passes. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't Olympiacos going out of their way to cause these problems. This was self-inflicted from Apollon. Um, I do think if El Arabi puts in a performance that we're used to him putting in, then... Olympiacos could have won this really comfortably, and you'd yeah. expect him to be better. He expects himself to be better. 
and he probably will be in the next leg. Also, Olympiacos, we've said a lot about their defense being pretty shambolic so far through qualifiers, but they were pretty solid today. When they avoid making mistakes, making really silly mistakes like we've seen them make, they have a pretty good defense. And they were on display today. I thought they played well in that part of the game. Yeah, and all that is to say, they actually did get a pretty fine result here going home. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, they could have been up 2-3-1 heading back to Greece. A um, couple of other notable things here. Conrad de la Fuente, American International, came on. Um, he's on Olympiacos, for those of you who have forgotten, like me. And, uh, you know, Napoli, this is a tough draw for them. Like, a little bit unlucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know... If they could clean up the the midfield, then maybe they have a you know a chance to push them like Bratislava did last week. Um, I also really like Apollon's home shirt. It's got some oh, yeah, nice, nice like diagonal sort of stripe. Yeah, I really like the color blue yeah. on there as well. It was really nice blue. I also like the color blue. Yeah. Speaking of the color blue, should we move to another team that wears blue? Yeah. In Zurich. Yeah, they wore white today, but sure. Yeah, but they usually wear blue. <laughs> blue is their main color. Yeah. Um, Except when they're home, when they wear white. Okay, but it's white with a blue yeah. trim. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, they played Hearts today in an absolute downpour in St. Gallen. Uh, most of that part of Europe, Switzerland, Austria, Northern Italy, just ton of rain, impacted a few games, I would say. Um, but they had to play in St. Gallen because their stadium was hosting a concert. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's really poor scheduling It's really bad. part. Really bad. Um, Hearts, I thought, got off to a really good start for the first half an hour. Even though they lost Halkett, one of their center backs, on maybe the fourth or fifth minute, he had to go out with an injury, but they still looked strong for the first 30 minutes. They scored off a penalty, Shanklin converted it, and he continues to score well for Hearts since coming over. I don't know what that was. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, But then somewhere around the 30th minute, things just flipped. Zurich were all over Hearts for the next hour of the game. Uh, scored twice, but definitely could have scored more. And Hearts just looked really poor, especially in the defense. Both goals were pretty bad defensively from Hearts. Maybe not errors, but just a lack of communication, a lack of coordinated positioning among the defenders and resulted in two pretty easy goals for Zurich. Although the first one was a really nice finish. I want to give First one was a great finish. That, that, that one too. was pretty much just an error. It's it's a So so to recap Hearts uh, is awarded a penalty a 22nd ish minute um, and they they bury it. Uh, I forget the Shankland who Shankland converted Shankland. a really nice penalty in the bottom corner. Um, and yeah, like you said they had um, they had a little bit of control of the ball. Um, they looked a little bit threatening. The penalty looked a little soft to me, but um, yeah. But as soon as yeah, as soon as uh, as soon as Zurich, who have been struggling to score in the start of the season, they've only scored one goal in their first five league matches in Switzerland, which sucks. Um, they were sort of let off easy here by uh, Hearts, kind of gifting them a goal, which was from uh, Zurich's half. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> I get emotional talking about the goal. Uh, it was just the Zurich keeper just sort of lumped it up from 
um, midway in their half, uh, and I don't recall who was in the back line there. It was Atkinson was the player of the ball. It was Atkinson. Was yeah, it's just sort of, yeah, what he should do is just sort of head it away, clear it away, and he mm-hmm. kind of misses. The next thing you know, um, Zurich's in on goal. Yeah. Um, so Part of the reason I don't blame just Atkinson, though, is the whole rest of the back line steps up to play an offside trap. Well, Atkinson is has no chance to do that, yeah. running with the player. And you have to be aware and communicate along the back line as to what you're going to do. One player dropping back is going to ruin an offside trap, obviously. Um, because of that, the rest of the defense was not in a position to recover. In you know, Atkinson got a little bit of his head on the ball, made Guerrero kind of hold up a little bit before going to goal. And if you have the rest of the defense coming back to cover... He could have prevented a goal. So Atkinson does make the error, but the rest of the defense also makes an error as well. And what happened with the second goal? Second goal there, Zurich immediately come pushing back into Hearts after the goal, and Hearts just collapse everybody into the box. But it's kind of the reverse of last time. This time everyone's way too deep. You have your central midfielders trying to play uh, basically center defense and kick the ball out of the box and they're just not in the right position to reach the ball herring gets a bit of a foot on it and it deflects over to jamiley who buried it home craig gordon had no chance yeah yeah um and from there zurich had i'd say the majority of the the good chances in the second half um we actually have xg accessible for this one which is a nice change of pace for us um Zurich uh, had 2.18 XG to Hearts' 1.05, um, which sounds about right on the balance of play, except until you learn about the penalty, which would account for a large portion of that Hearts' XG. Yeah, I think it's usually around like, um, 0.7. Another thing that didn't come into play with the XG numbers is that Hearts had a really good, really good chance mid to late second half, which they should have performed better. Um so, uh, a tackle was made in the midfield to dispossess Zurich, played out uh, to Forrest, um, who looks like for a second he could be in on goal, but the defender's faster, he's catching up, and he has the option to sort of play square to the opposite side of the box for like a possible tap-in or one-on-one with the keeper. Instead, he keeps it too long, ends up shanking something, shanking a shot wide. Um, and that was really their last... Uh, big opportunity of the day, I'd say. Yeah, he had two players making kind of runs toward that back post that he could have found. One of them was Liam Boyle, who also just came on as a sub at the same time Forrest did. 30 seconds later, maybe, Boyle finds himself in the same position and does the same thing that he was just yelling mm-hmm. at Forrest about. Well, luckily for Hearts, despite the, the I'd say, slightly subpar performance overall and the bad marking, mm-hmm. uh, Zurich just doesn't know how to score anymore so other than those two goals uh despite the xg nothing felt like they're super under threat to me Mm -hmm. um but anyway we'll see if they can bounce back next week yeah and going back to tyne castle is one of the tougher stadiums in scotland to have to go to so hearts will probably be relatively happy with this result taking a 2-1 they'll think they can turn this around yeah it's a weird thing especially like they'll be disappointed with the goals they conceded um but you know are still in kind of good shape um if they perform well at home 
Um, uh, speaking of teams that perform well at home, transition. Nice. Ferenc Vados smacked Shamrock. Ferenc Vados smacked Shamrock. Nailed it. Nice. 4-0 um, in Hungary. Uh, I don't know what we really expected here, but Ferenc Vados Dom were dominant. Yes. <laughs> the Hungarians were dominant throughout. Yeah. Uh, Shamrock only managed one single shot. And uh, I don't really know what else to say. They're just overmatched. Yeah. Look, uh, you watch this and you don't think there's going to be a chance for Shamrock to turn this around. Uh, it was quite the overpowering performance from yep. Ferenc Baros. And no shame in it. They've just hit their limit. They're still going to get European football in the conference league groups. Yeah. So, Dini Pro won. Uh, the Ukrainian side hosting AK Lenarka in Poland today. Mm-hmm. Um, AK seemed to have the run of things. They were up 2 0 until very late. Dini yeah. Pro got what I believe was a 90th minute goal to yeah. cut the deficit in half. So, to, to keep them in the tie going back to Cyprus. But you'd think this one is probably a wash, too. Yeah, especially going back to Cyprus. That's tough to have to do. Um, especially Dini Pro. Showed signs of rust like you'd probably expect since they haven't played a competitive match in forever. What, eight or nine months at this point. Yeah. But yeah, AEK Lenarka, it's a tough place to go into and get a result on the best of days. Mm-hmm. So They look comfortable to make the make the group stages of the Europa League. Yeah. Speaking of teams that have had the best of days, Malmo looked great in a 3-1 victory over Turkish side Sivaspor uh, today. And they're going to be taking a two-goal lead to Turkey, which is uh, after the start they had in qualifying, losing to Zalgiris. I think it was their first Champions League home defeat in like 10 years or something. Really? Yeah. Wow. They don't lose at home very often. Didn't they lose to Chelsea or something at home last year? I thought they got a draw. In the group stage? I don't know. Where, I'm not going to fact maybe check it was that. A, maybe so. it was a qualifying. Yeah, that's It might have been it. Champions League qualifying. I was like, there's no way they didn't lose. Yeah, yeah. They definitely they, yeah. They've made the groups too many times. We're not going to fact check any of that. But No, we yeah, don't do that we here. We don't do that here. Um, not journalists. Yeah, but they've fired their coach after that result and... Results have oh, turned did around. They? Yeah. Wow. Results have turned around both in Europe, uh, as this demonstrates, and in the league. They've been moving up, getting mm-hmm. into a position where they can qualify for Europe again next year after a slow start. Yeah, you'd think you'd back Malmo probably to hold on in in Turkey, but we'll see what Sivaspor has to offer next week. Yeah. Um, yeah. HJK. Uh, yeah, staying Scandinavian here. Staying Scandinavian. Uh, defeated Silkeborg. One to nil, mm-hmm. um, and Silkeborg weren't helped by the fact that they picked up a red in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they controlled most of the game up until that point, but to the red card, they end up letting a goal in the 80th minute. And this is for a Danish side losing to a Finnish side. You don't expect that to happen. This is a very bad result for Silkeborg, but it's only one goal. You have to think they can turn it around in the second leg going back to Denmark. Um, speaking of ties that could be turned around in the second leg. <laughs> you're really you're pushing the transitions yeah. today. <laughs> guess it's not turning around because it's Punic and Sheriff finished. Speaking of two teams nil-nil. that also play football. Yes. <laughs> Punic and Sheriff finished nil-nil in uh, Armenia today. Next. <laughs> yeah. That's how I feel about that. Um Next, we got Ludogorets <laughs> beat Zalgiris 1-0 in Bulgaria. Probably wanted a bigger lead after this 
uh, leg did Ludogorets, but yeah, maybe Zalgiris is just better than we think they are. Yeah, I think Ludogorets will take this. Yeah, if they're beating, so. you know, if they're beating Malmo and shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you still you still got to favor Ludogorets, I think. Um, one game that surprised us today, Ghent losing two nil at home to Ammonia. Mm. Um, what a result for the Cypriots again. Um, they didn't seem to have a lot of the ball, but they had just as many attempts on goal, and. Fuck, Ghent's in trouble here. That's a bad. That's a bad one for them. Yeah, especially because this was in Belgium. So Ammonia are going to be able to take a lead home to Cyprus, which not many people expected. A uh, very, very disappointing result for Ghent. You would expect them to win this. Such a shame for those of us who wanted to see more native headdresses in the in the <laughs> yeah in the crowd I, in, the, one, in the in I, the one Yorkley coming cultural up. appropriation. I, I know. think we need more of it. Yeah, he says sarcastically really very not sarcastically very no, sarcastically no, no he thinks that for please real please don't cancel me um austria vienne lost 2-0 at home to fenerbahce um i don't know yeah um one of the things we want to point out i think from this is that both sides had a similar number of chances similar number of shots uh but fenerbahce just every chance they got was a much higher quality than austria vienne did the xg was more than double for Fenerbahce, um, and they put in a good performance, taking a two-goal lead back to Turkey as one of the best Turkish teams. I think this tie might be over. I don't think Austria can really come back in this. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's pretty much wrapping up the Europa League today. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the Conference League, which had some oh. intense games. Yeah, and a lot. And a of lot games. of them, just period. So many games. Yeah, should we start with uh, Jur Gardens and Applewell? Why not? That was the first game of the week in the Conference League, and Jur Gardens put in a really impressive performance, 3 nothing over Applewell. That gives them a 14-game unbeaten run, unbeaten run right now, and they are my, my. in the top, uh, one point off of the top of the Swedish League, I believe, closing in on uh, whoever it was. Another Swedish team. Another Some Swedish other Swedish team. team. Yeah, uh, scoring in this one started off with Edvarsson nailing a shot from the midway line. Very, I saw that. Yeah, if you haven't seen the goal, go and check it out. Catches the keeper off his line, but still puts it in a good spot on the goal. It could have gone in. Yeah. The keeper was playing a little bit better positionally. Yeah, very impressive. Yeah. Also want to point out the job that uh, Ekdal and Hein did as a center back pairing for Jur Gardens. They were incredible i don't think i've seen a game in qualifying this year where i had as much confidence watching the center backs play defensively that if there was a mistake in the midfield they had it cleaned up you never felt like applewell could get past them today and ekdal added a goal as well oh just so you know wow. just overall good day from a set piece or something yeah. corner yeah nice uh, overall good day both of them are young too 23 if they can hold on to them into the group stages uh until the winter transfer market they could be a team that could take out and frustrate some of the bigger competition i think yeah i could see that yeah. um applewell though they're going to be really disappointed at this it's not the fact that they lost but how they lost you know three nothing that is not is that our first, like, really bad Cyprus result I think of the so. year? Damn. They still had an okay day. Yeah. It's still a pretty good day, They still actually. did. They actually had a pretty good day. They had a pretty good day. The Europa League um, was really good. 
Uh, Fiorentina hosting Twente, uh, defeating the Dutch side two to one in a in a damp Florence. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you want to start here? Yeah. So they say soccer is a game of two halves, and this proved it. I think Fiorentina were. I have heard that so, said. Yeah, so far the best team in the first half. They scored twice in the first half, including in the first minute. Nico Gonzalez, after really nice cross from Biragi, set him up for an easy header. Yeah, under yeah, with like like fifty eight seconds into the game or something. Yeah, yeah, um, it was immediate. They're out of the box, pressing, pressing. Their midfield looked incredible. Yeah, in turning the first twenty half. over all over the field. Yeah. Amrabad in particular stood out in that midfield today, um, but then halftime came and total shift. Twenta started creating a little more. They were seeing the ball cross the halfway line for maybe the first time all day. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I think a big part of that was they made two halftime substitutions. They brought on Cherny and Hilgers at halftime, and did they change the shape too? It didn't look. Like it, yeah. in my opinion, but I'm sure I wasn't if they just added more the... bodies or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like because they had absolutely no control in the first half. They were getting turned over all over. Like I said, barely, barely, barely controlling play at all. Which you know, for a Dutch side, is quite sacrilegious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and they looked really bad. Uh, they maybe, maybe lucky to only be down two goals at halftime. I think it could have gotten yeah. worse for them. Um, but to their credit, they um, they got their shit together at halftime. They they finally got a hold of the ball um, and started killing um, some of that Fiorentina momentum. So um, they got their goal um, and basically seemed like an exercise in holding on until next week. Yeah. Um, and maybe getting to play some better stuff. Yeah. And hopefully we get a better referee performance next week. Both sides were not happy with the performance Fiorentina thought they should have had an early penalty and which maybe maybe that was in like the eighth minute things could have gotten ugly for Twente yeah. if that if that had been given yeah two goals in the first 10 that's it was kind of hard to tell on the replay um yeah. with the angles but yeah um and then Fiorentina were pretty adamant that the Twente goal was offsides we didn't from the angle I saw it looked onside to me but again we didn't get great coverage yeah, of it, it so it's hard to tell it wasn't a straight on angle so Good really for yourself impossible for us to tell on the sh- the feed we were watching from paramount uh and then twenta were just really frustrated with the number of soft fouls they thought fiorentina were getting away with and twenta were getting some kind of harsh yellow cards as well just overall very inconsistent yeah. day from the referee so hopefully we get a better one in the netherlands yeah and hopefully they wear the same color combos because i quite enjoyed Florentina's deep purple versus Twente's sharp red. Yeah, uh, it was quite pleasing to my eye, and uh, hopefully, hopefully we get more of that. Yeah, um, yeah. When they go back to the Netherlands, I think that midfield battle is going to be key. I thought that was one of the things that changed a lot at halftime, and I would expect Bonaventura will be in the lineup for Fiorentina in the second leg, with it all to play for, and he's probably their best midfielder, so that could be a big piece in helping them get over the line. All right. Uh, we got Villarreal 4-2 Hajik split. I'm going to get really controversial here. Mm-hmm. I thought Villarreal looked good. Yeah, they looked all right, didn't yeah. they? Um, you know, they, I think, are a little unlucky to only be up two after this leg. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave up a really early goal in the second minute, um, but responded with 
you know, three in the first half, I think it was. Um, and then the fourth after halftime, um, it looked like a romp for a minute there. Looked like they could have scored like six. Yeah. Um, and they were rampant, but, you know, then they gave up a sort of unlucky penalty. Defender goes up for, you know, a, a clearance header and his arm uh, catches the Hadrick split player in the face. And it's a penalty. Yeah. Clear penalty, uh, no ill intent. Yeah. Which... Just a bit unfortunate because yeah. that's what you, you defender, you got to get air, you got to get the ball uh, yeah. in the air. You also can't elbow people in the yeah, face. Yeah, but you know, that, Even if your body motion him. comes up sort of naturally to, you know, when you head yeah. it, you're taught to, you know. So it was unfortunate. Um, I think it's a bit of a coup that Hedrick Splitter in this at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, I would be. I don't think VRL are going to blow it, but I would be slightly fearful going to the atmosphere we saw two weeks ago um, in Croatia with only a two-goal lead because if if Hajduk Split scores first, like look out, like it could get interesting. That yeah. said, VRL are much more technically competent and we're playing really good stuff. So, yeah, Grigic after the tie against the Portuguese team in Croatia mentioned seeing fear in his opponent's eyes. Uh, so you know, playing in splits is is a tough thing to do. It's a crazy crowd. It's, they really get after you. Um, but Hatchet Split's midfield was just non-existent today. And I don't think you can beat Villarreal by two goals without yeah a strong performance in the midfield. And they didn't really back down for mostly for the worse. Um, <laughs> yeah. They just sort of like it was very back and forth. Um, mostly fourth for Villarreal, but. Uh, Hedrick didn't really shy away from like from like running at them um, and turning it into an up and down uh, sort of back and forth battle. Um, I think a lot of times when they were chasing goals, it kind of was hurting them in the other end and was very. But yeah, you know they ended up getting their goal, so yeah. Uh, I still think it. I still think VRL should be fine next week, but you know could get could get dicey. Yeah, and on that, I think when you're down a couple goals in a tie like this where you know the other team is better than you, and you're not going to beat them by four goals at home. It's just not going to happen. I know. But I, get, was, I get when the you're pushing forward, try to get at least one. Yeah. Because if you're still losing by three, tie's probably over. Yeah. So you really need to push forward, I think. I, it worked out yeah. this time. I just but... rather have a game at home than, like, you know, go back down 5 nil and have no, you know. I'd just I rather, you know have some energy in the building um i thought it was risky and they got lucky um tel aviv defeated nice yeah one nil today great this result isn't, i wouldn't say it's a surprise necessarily because we talked about this maybe being a trap game for nice mm-hmm. um especially this first leg in israel yes yeah. a tough place to go play i think tel it was aviv, surprising especially like the crowd was really intense everybody was bouncing up and down um and you know nice had the better play probably at least for the first two-thirds of the game um they had the better chances but they didn't have like stunning chances you know they had six shots on target uh tel aviv had some of the ball didn't create a ton uh looked dangerous occasionally but not often and then in the last 20 minutes or so 25 minutes they started really exerting themselves in a way we hadn't seen before um they really pinned nice back uh nice had a couple of scrambles then they finally uh, Stipe Pritza, 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 uh, ran in behind the deven- defense in the 74th minute, got a really lovely chip over the uh, newly arrived Casper Schmeichel, gave them the win. 
Um, then they had a, neither had a second that was cleared off the line mm. after I think it was like a second phase of a corner or something. Yeah. Um, so Nice didn't really play that well, um, but they're not in a horrible situation. Yeah, you'd expect Nice to be able to win back in France as long as their fans you know, don't fight anybody. Yeah, and cost a game to get called off, right. which we know can happen. I do think Schmeichel did not play the ball particularly well in the lead-up to the goal. He kind of steps out a couple steps on the initial play and then backs up, thinking, probably thinking his defense would have it covered. Uh, and then ball comes over the top, and he kind of hesitates before coming all the way out. And then Stipe, I mean, it was a beautiful chip. I'm not faulting Casper. Yeah, it was a little it. harsh on him. Yeah, not faulting him for getting chipped, but yeah. I think he could have played his positioning a little better off the initial ball to be in a better position there. But, yeah, it's a great finish. Yeah, it's a little nitpicky, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, Slovakia. Yeah, great. Big result for them. Probably their biggest result in Europe ever. Probably. Uh, They beat AIK of Sweden 3-0. Really good stuff for them today. Um, You know, I'd say for a lot of the game, they I'd say they were the slightly better team. Um, They had the bulk of the chances, and they had a little bit more of the ball. But they weren't, like, you know, absolutely dominating or anything until... And they're up 1-0 in the first half. Then, towards the end of the second half, we saw this a couple times today, um, AAK really kind of started losing their heads. Uh, Slovakia found a second, and then soon after, a third, uh, which was really soft, I think, from the keeper there. Um, Slovakia plays a sort of a square ball from the from the end line um kind of you know across the goal line and the keeper's technique is a little questionable here i think it sort of goes off his cleat on his right foot and in instead of you know putting it away to safety um but you know it wasn't all his fault i think aik really lost really lost their way here they given the ball away a lot um they couldn't really handle set pieces um it got pretty ugly for them and you know it went from a tie that we thought was probably pretty even to you know, a real long shot for AIK to turn that around. Yeah, Slovakia. Bad I day mean, for him. Defensively, they prevented AIK from mustering anything, anything, which is not a good sign that AIK will be able to get one goal, let alone three, back in the second leg. Yeah, it seems and, unlikely. Yeah, I mean, this is one I think we both went in saying AIK is probably slight favorites. I think we both picked Slovakia. Yeah. Did we? Yeah. Mm. But look, by look at like look at us. narrow margins. Yeah. Look at us. We both picked Slovakia, but not by much. Yeah. AIK is in really bad form in the league, I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this is a great day for Slovakia. Congratulations to them. They're halfway to making their first ever group stage wow. in a European tournament not called the Intertoto Cup. Which, as we know, <laughs> counts. Counts. It counts. Um, should we do West Ham and Viborg? Yeah, let's do that or one. Or Viborg. I'm gonna we'll go with the Viborg. I'm gonna go with the Viborg. So okay, that way, so we have we're, they, uh, yeah. we're right either okay. way. Yeah. Uh, big takeaway for me here was like West Ham. West Ham did their business, but um, Viborg was pretty good. Yeah. They were a lot better than I thought they were gonna be. Uh, having never watched them before, and for them to be like what fifth in Denmark or something. Yeah. Didn't expect a lot from them. Um, but respect to them for giving a better performance than I would have thought. They, you know, they had fifty percent of the possession. Um, which isn't remarkable for like a West Ham team that that's not their number one thing. Um, but I thought they showed some pretty solid technical quality in possession. Um, they had four shots on target, which isn't a ton, but West Ham only had seven. 
Um, and, you know, a lot of their possession was pretty tame for a lot of that period. Um, a lot of passing it around the back. Um, but after, uh, after West Ham put in a second, uh, they came right back at them. Uh, they put in sort of a deep lofted cross into the box uh, where they headed in. Um, then they had a couple of more chances in that period um, and actually pushed West Ham at a couple moments. Mm. Um, again, this is in London uh, before West Ham found the third. So overall, I came away with the impression that you know they had better quality than I would have thought. And that I thought they gave it a pretty good go here and they're still in this tie. Um, that said, West Ham obviously has a ton of good players. Skamaka had his goal yeah, fine in his first, second appearance, his first, first start. Yeah. Um, and the second goal was a brilliant move from Jared Bowen, who yeah. just struck outside the box um, into the bottom corner. Um, and then Antonio uh, kind of cleaned things up for them and sealed the win um, at 3-1. Uh, but Ben Rama did most of the work. He had a really oh. nice run down to the to the line, um, and cut back for a tap in. Yeah, yeah. Antonio, great job getting in the right position, but Ben Rama really put on a show with the dribbles to get to the line. And yeah, he did. Put and a cross back. One wonders because, um, but West Ham weren't quite as dominant as we expected. If one wonders if Moyes will roll out more of the big boys in the next yeah. game, if Maybe we might see Declan Rice from the start. Yeah, um, if we might see Antonio from the start. I don't know. I think um, Skamaka, I thought Skamaka did well. I thought he did well, and I think he fits the matchup really well. Vyborg aren't particularly tall in the back line, and we saw it on the first goal. Skamaka really towered over them. Very easy header for him to yeah. score. Maybe they'll both play. You never know. Maybe. Try something different. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, I, I wonder if we'll see Ben Rama, too, because Cornet had some good moments in his debut as well for the club, um, but Ben Rama really seemed to cause him a lot of trouble. Yeah. In the twenty minutes he was on, yeah. Part of that, I do think a fresh Ben Rama too, though. That's yeah, that's a, a dangerous player to he's have coming sub. off your bench. Um, I looking at Skamaka and Cornet's performances, I thought both played pretty well for their full debuts. Mm-hmm. I guess from the start, um, Skamaka obviously got his goal, but he's showed that he's someone you can play off of as well. He's not just a tall goal scoring player. He can drop back a little bit. You can play one-twos off of him and get to the goal that way. And then uh, Cornet also had that really nice scissor kick, too. Almost scored a goal with that. That's uh, true. I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah. That would have been some that goal. That would have been quite the goal if it came off, but uh, right at the keeper. Yeah. Um, but I thought they both played well. That's a good sign for West Ham, who obviously not off to the start they wanted in the Premier League, but that's more from being unlucky with playing City and then just having a tough time finding the back of the net against Nottingham. So they yeah. look like they are in a good spot to keep competing. I agree. Um, they have made things a little tougher for themselves than they might have liked um, by conceding, but um, you still expect them to win pretty comfortably. Um, so speaking of winning pretty comfortably, am Ooh. I right? Yeah, the end, <laughs> the end result of this game was... Very flattering to Azed. Uh, four four nil. nothing, and they beating Gil Vicente. Yeah, the timing of those goals for them was three of those goals came pretty late on, if memory serves me correctly. Mm. Let's see. Uh, they all sort of came right in a row. Of course, it doesn't tell me what time they were scored. Um, yeah, three goals really late on for Azed to turn what looked like a tie that was definitely not put away 
Feel the sense they were still very much in it. Yeah, it was the uh, 78th minute was the second, 85th minute for the third, and 89th for the fourth. Yeah, that kind of puts this almost out of reach for Gilvicente, who... Sure does. They weren't totally outclassed. You know, they... It was a slow start. Like, especially the first half, I felt there were very few chances. It was a little bit uh, lethargic um, in front of goal. Um, But uh, Vicente... Again, we saw this a couple times today. Sort of couldn't cope with the pressure of those late goals, and they kind of folded. Yeah. Where, you know, if you lose 2-0, whatever, you go back, you give yourself a good chance. Not a chance, chance, you give yourself a chance. You know, you're at home. Um, And you'd think these would be two fairly evenly matched teams. Mm -hmm. But it's over. Yeah. Yeah. I've said they took the chances they got and... Yeah, really and that's the thing you don't want. You don't want to. You don't want to interrupt them when they're in a rhythm. After the last couple of weeks, we saw when mm-hmm. they get in like the goal scoring mood in a period, um, you know they can really cause trouble. Um, I think they're going to be an interesting team to watch in the group stage, um, for that exact reason. Yeah, and one of the other important parts of this was the coefficient race that the Netherlands and Portugal are in for six right now. Your favorite thing. I do love a good coefficient race. They're really, really close in coefficient, and getting a team into the Conference League group stages where both of these teams would be expected to qualify out of the group. Almost definitely, unless there's some crazy strong group, these two teams would probably be favorites to top most of the groups. So that's going to be a ton of coefficient points that you're not only getting yourself, but preventing the other country from getting. And with Nice putting in a bad performance in the first leg, opens up the door for either of those countries to maybe jump France as well, as they're only a couple points behind them. So it could be this result is huge for the Dutch league as a whole, not just for Azad. And that's what you do it for, folks, you know? That's what you play for. You play for the league. You play, you for, play your for the coefficient. Yeah. Uh, so uh, one... I'm going to do another awkward David transition. Yeah. Uh, another... Team that let down their country's coefficient was Molda today, yeah. losing at home uh, to Wolfsburger one nil. That's a big yikes. Big yikes. Uh, Molda had a whopping eighteen shots on target. Um, I don't know who Hendrik Bonman is, who is the Wolfsburger keeper, but he must have had himself a day in goal. He must have had a classic Tim Howard performance because yeah. that is a lot of saves <laughs> unless they all hit the post yeah. <laughs> either they hit the post 18 times or hendrik bondman deserves a beer tonight um it seems like like one of those days maybe for molda you know and maybe and surely they're unlucky here uh, i don't think i've ever seen that many shot that many shots on goal at target in a in a shutout before yeah um <laughs> uh so you know maybe we just chalk it up to that or maybe we criticize Molda for losing a game they definitely shouldn't lose at home and putting himself in a tough position. But yeah. if they play like that, if they get that many shots on target in Austria, they'll probably win anyway. So who yeah, knows? Just remember, Wolfsburger did draw a team from Malta at yes, home. Yes, they did. So not, <laughs> not the best fortress they yeah. have there. Uh, so Molda definitely could still turn this around. Yeah. Um, so Vaduce... Uh, one of our favorites from the last round, mm-hmm. Drew Rapid VN one one at home, and you know what? It wasn't like they. It wasn't a smashing grab. Yeah, it was like it wasn't. Not only did they get another amazing result, mm-hmm. but once again, 
they outplayed a assumed stronger side that should be. Reminder, Vaduz is in the second division in Switzerland. The second division. Not even the first. Not even the first. And they're beating, you know, a top team in Austria. Yeah. It's crazy. That's it's crazy. Well drawing a top team. They're drawing Austria. a top team. It felt like they won because they had more shots, more of the ball, and you could just tell watching it that they were sort of bossing the game. And I thought yeah. Rapid were pretty lucky to come away with any result here today. Yeah, and it, Vaduz were getting a lot of set pieces in dangerous spots too, which is usually a good sign that a team is playing well. Um, but I do also want to credit the Rapid away support. They had a yeah, they showed up. Higher stand, a lot behind of flags, the goal. very oh, impressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, we also felt that Vaduz had a their second their second go ahead potentially go ahead goal was called off. Oh yes. Uh, for an offside interference, uh, went in, um, and. The, uh, an attacking player was deemed to be blocking the goalkeeper's view. We felt, well, not the rule is not that the rule is stupid, but we felt in this particular case that it was a little bit harsh on Vaduz, um, and 2-1 would have been a more fair result, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah, He is offside. He is technically somewhere in front of the goalkeeper, but it didn't feel like his position there really impacted the goalie's ability to see the ball or track the ball or get to the ball. It did not, no felt like that goal should have stood was unlucky and you know common sense says rapid plays well at home mm-hmm. and wins but you know this is Vaduz we're talking about we're not Vaduz doubting to them. turkey we're not doubting won, them so yeah don't we're not doubting them and also count them out rapid played uh Nefji at home last week and took till extra time to to finish them off so um and they do seem to tr- struggle a little bit creating chances right now so um, I'm not counting Vaduz out. Hell, maybe I'll even pick him next week. Ooh, upset alert. Um, whoa, good transition, David. <laughs> Farivar goes to Cologne and wins 2-1. Wow. Wow. Uh, one of the biggest upsets of the day. Um, and it's a red card that did him in, Cologne. Yeah. Uh, they were up 1-0 when, in the 21st minute, Julian Chabot, 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 uh, cost his team desperately. By getting a street red, I haven't seen the incident yet, so I can't report on what it is. Oh, we will but talk about it on Twitter. We'll talk we'll about it. We'll talk about it on Twitter. We'll probably talk about it on Wednesday as well. Yeah. Um, after that, uh, they go down to ten men for the rest of the game. Seventy minutes is a long fucking time to be in ten men. Yeah. Down ten men, they eventually give up two goals. Seventy and minutes and ten men. You're telling me? Yeah. I know that's a long time. That's a long time for ten men. <laughs> to be ten. Yeah. <laughs> What are they? What are they fucking? Uh, what are they? Spartans or something? Come on! Well, clearly not because they lost. Well, I guess the Spartans, <laughs> Spartans lost. Spartans lost too. So maybe they uh, are. Honestly, Cologne probably did well not to lose by more. They still had sixty percent of the possession, which is crazy for ten men. But yeah. um, what a result for Ferrovar! What a bad result for Cologne! Um, curious to see how they'll respond in Hungary next week. Yeah, Can't be an ideal situation. Ferrovar really competent team. They can play attacking, they can play defensively, and I would not be surprised if they manage to hold on to a draw. Yeah, I think that'd be a tough place to play. Yeah. Still take a get a result there, but yeah, that is it's not an easy team to put yourself behind against. It's not a gimme matchup at all. Yeah, not a great situation for them. They'll feel like they've really hard done themselves if they don't make the conference group stage. Yeah. Um, be an embarrassment. That would be an embarrassment, least. and they'd lose a bunch of revenue. So. Yeah. Uh, young boys also lost at home uh, to Anderlecht. This one one nil. 
a good result for the Belgians. Yeah. Um, not so good for the Swiss. It seemed like young boys had plenty of attempts, but they didn't get they didn't get through. Um, and you'd think young boys a team that, you know, has been in the last year was in the Champions League, beating Manchester United at home. You, they to miss European football altogether in group stages would be a definitely a, a major downgrade for them. Yeah. So, um, I'm sure they're optimistic about overturning that, but I don't know. The Belgian teams have looked pretty strong to me, other than Ghent. Yeah. Mostly Antwerp and and Anderlecht. Anderlecht, yeah, but and Union too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about outside of Ghent. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so it's been a good of... showing for I feel like for the yeah. for the Belgians so far in all all the tournaments. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, transition slide. More upsets on the way. Yeah. Speaking of upsets, well, I guess pew, the last pew, one pew. was not an upset really. I think. Pretty no, good matchup. You fucked it up. Um, Rakow pulled one of the bigger upsets. Rakow. Of the day, beating Slavia Prague. Rakow. That's what they say. Sound That's one of their cheers. With Maxwell. That's one yeah. of their cheers. Sure, 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 sure. Um, because we definitely had sound on while watching this game. Yes, we did. Uh, we watched it very carefully. Two one, one of the bigger upsets of the day, and Rakow looked really good on the parts that I saw. I didn't get to see the whole game. Did but... you see any of those parts? Yeah. We watched part of the first half together. I don't remember any of that. No. Uh, Slavia, I yeah, yeah, whatever. We'll see. <laughs> I think they're still a better team. We'll find out next week. Yeah, but uh, good result today good result. for the polls. Um, we had an interesting one um, today. RFS Riga uh, drawing Linfield two two. Linfield though was up two nil in the 89th minute, um, and Riga scored in the 89th and the 96th. To sort of save their European dream here. Um, Linfield have to be pretty disappointed that they that they let this slip away. Um, that said, they did still get a result on the road. Yeah. So now they're probably favored going home. But, I don't know. That's a conflicting one. Yeah, we talked about how stout Linfield can be defensively. So, they looked it for 89 minutes. And then things came... Undone a bit, right? Yeah. At the end. Composure, composure, composure. It's key. Big you need it to the get day. through these games. Um, but yeah, we'll see how things play off in Northern Ireland. I think Linfield turned themselves into favorites at least. Yeah, that's something. Uh, CSKA Sophia, one nil Basel. Uh, Basel had very few chances in this game, um, and will have to perform much better if yeah. they want to flip this tie. Uh, Universitate. Uh, one, one, Beersheva. Um, Universitate actually had, uh, the bulk of the attempt, goal attempts, uh, from the stats. Um, but Beersheva got their away result. Yep. You'd have to think they're favored back home in Israel. Bishakshi here won. Won Antwerp. Mm-hmm. Um, Bishakshi here was up 1-0. Antwerp got a late equalizer, maybe in, like, the 88th minute, maybe. Oh, you sound really confident about that timing there. Something about that. <laughs> um, another good result for the Belgians away in Turkey. Yeah. Um, it's, it's definitely going to be one to watch on the return leg. Two pretty good teams and mm-hmm. all to play for. Another surprising one. Zrinski won nil. Slava and Bratislava. Uh, Slava and Bratislava played like shit. Yeah. They were outshot 14-1. to one. They had one shot. Bratislava. They almost took out Olympiakos last week. And they're getting one shot against Zrzynski. So what more do you need to say? Uh, Maribor, nil. Nil Cluj. Snooze. Nice. Yeah. 
uh, <laughs> left from Poland beat Dudelange 2 nothing. Slightly disappointing from the Poles, who would have wanted to put this away. Maybe. At home. How but... dare you? The Diddlers are, are coming back next week. I'm... I mean, yeah, Lex didn't put them away. There's space for them to I'm come I'm riding back. Diddlers next week. Uh, I'm riding them hard. Uh, Stau Bucharest won two Viking. Another surprise. Yeah, a uh, little bit. I guess. I would have expected Bucharest to win at home. Um, yeah. Seems like a little bit of an upset. Um, but... You know, Bucharest had a ton of shots, 22, 10 on target, and Viking just had 5 and 3, but they won 2 1. Yeah, it's not about how many shots it takes, it's about how many times put the ball on the back of the net. Goddamn right. And, you know, Stow had a, took the lead in the third minute at home, they'll be disappointed that that, yeah. uh, that, that flipped. Um, yeah, it's tough to lose that home leg, especially when you think you would have had a good chance if you won it, but. We'll see. There's still time for them to turn it around. Still 90 minutes to play there. Indeed. Um, Partizan, 4, Hamrun, 1. Hamrun. That's how you say it. I googled how to pronounce Hamrun. Hamrun. Partizan, pretty dominant, as I think you'd expect at home. Hamrun's happy they got a goal, I'd imagine. It's a pretty big achievement for them getting to this round, let alone not getting embarrassed. Their big big moment was last week. Yeah. Anyway, Scoopy won to Balkani. Another surprise, a little bit. A little bit. Scoopy, uh, you know, similar to Bucharest Viking, had more of the ball, had more of the shots, uh, but lost 2-1. They seemed like they had a lot of chances. Um, and, you know, I assume it'll be a similar story in Balkani, at Balkani. Um, it'll just be a matter of whether they can capitalize um, and whether they can keep Balkani off the break, especially if they end up chasing late yeah. in the game. Um, but we know that we know this. 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 Um, yeah. So that was all the games. Wow, um, we ran through a lot right there. <sighs> let's take a quick <sighs> catch my breath. Let's take a quick ad break. Buy our stuff. And we want your money. My Venmo is at Maxwell Owen. I think. And maybe it's Maxwell and Brown, one of the two. Uh, the my profile picture is an image of Max the dog from The Grinch. Um, so image. look for that one. Uh, let's we're back. Whoa! Whoa thanks for giving a, us so much money. That was such a fun advertisement. Oh, money is wow. good. I like money. Uh, so tell me some takeaways that you had today. Think, what did you uh, feel about the What did you feel about the slate today? Yeah, my big takeaway was looking at the big four leagues today. And that a lot of them left themselves pretty vulnerable in the second leg. And, you know, I think it shows the... Or at least didn't put away... Yeah, they didn't put away a team. A a weaker opponent. I mean, Fiorentina definitely in a vulnerable position. But Twente are very strong opposition playing for them. So kind of want to put that in its own separate category of Twente are good. So Fiorentina not doing their job. Um, But I do think it shows that these other leagues are not... The top of those other leagues isn't as far away as people. They're not tend all to, farmers leagues. Yeah, as people tend to imagine. And the ones that still, are, those farmers can play some football. Vaduz can play some football. Vaduz can play some football. So these other leagues are still pretty good. They're competitive. It's not a cakewalk just because your team's from a big league. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's the case with West Ham. Yeah, Vibor uh, put in a good performance. Real. Yep. Um, case Cologne, Cologne obviously. obviously yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, even if you extend this down to the French league, Nice, yeah, Nice, losing to 
a team from Israel. I like I like how you distinctly wrote here big four league teams. <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge France as a top <laughs> league. <laughs> I just do. It's one team. Funny. Um. Yeah, I think uh, also we talked about this earlier, but I think a couple of teams. Uh, I think composure was a big thing today. A couple of teams didn't have composure. Ties tipped far away enough that they won't be able to compete next week. IAK Vicente. I think um, the reverse is true too. When you show that composure absolutely. and are able to prevent that back-breaking goal, twenty in the second half, twenty in the second fighting half, fighting back, Hadjik split, is keeping things relatively Viborg. Yeah, those teams keeping things competitive. Oh, yeah. That was your second part of the notes. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Asshole. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what surprised you the most today? Uh, I think Vaduz. Vaduz. Keeping their Cinderella story alive. Vaduz. Uh, I feel like, you know, this could be a team that we keep saying as a surprise all the way until so. December. Or, or November. All the way till uh, May. May. Where, where's May the final? May 23rd in a country. Somewhere weird. In Europe. It's probably like Azerbaijan or something. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we should probably know that information. <laughs> whatever. Um, also, Raquel, great performance from them. Yeah. So, I sure. think that's a surprising result, taking out Slavia Prague. Yeah. I found Viking surprising. Um, Faravar is obviously surprising. Yeah. Uh, I think Ammonia was quite surprising, going to Belgium and winning 2-0. Yeah. Um, and Viborg Viborg, just because I'd never actually seen them play and expected them to be dog shit, and they weren't. Yeah. Uh, who were you impressed by the most? Uh, Azed, I think, once again, we're just talking about their ability to pour in goals mm-hmm. when they need to and when they want to. I mean, 7 nothing against Dundee United and now 4 nothing against Gil Vicente. And in both cases, a lot of those goals coming back to back to back really quickly after right. each other. They really, kill, they really jump on you. And- yeah, after they score, they can really just put the game away. Yeah. Uh, and then Jurgardens and Malmo, two Swedish teams, I thought both put in great performances. Really impressed by them. Yeah, I think uh, uh, I want to shout out Slovakko. Um, for yeah. again getting their biggest result probably ever in Europe, um, Villarreal. I thought well the result itself doesn't pop off the page. I thought their like their play mm-hmm. after they conceded early was really impressive, and you know Hedrick Split was inviting it, but they really ripped him to shreds in a lot of phases. Um, and I, Fiorentina looked like a fucking top four team for like one half. Yeah, they were all <laughs> they were pressing like Liverpool. Um, and then they did nothing in the second half. But, yeah. you know, one half of Fiorentina. Um, Let's reverse that. Who was uh, the teams that you were least impressed by? Um, I think Gil Vicente falling apart. Colm getting a red. Um, I think AIK falling apart. Um, nice not really showing up in Tel Aviv. And I think Bratislava um, managing one shot. Yeah. <laughs> all are all Are all candidates. You didn't leave me a ton of options for no, you my picked teams. first. Don't let back to the way of a good story. Uh, Ghent, I think it's a pretty obvious one that their result not very impressive. Don't look good doing it. Um, but then also Hearts, you know the scoreline isn't terrible, and they would definitely take that coming back and think they still have a chance to win, and they probably think they have a good chance. But just the way they play sometimes, it's I maybe it's because I passively support them but so disappointing the way it all comes together because you look at a lot of the individuals and what they can do and what they do do in those games (laughs) what they do do in those games like barry mckay does he does incredible stuff on the field and then there's no one there to finish it off 
or Alan Forrest does a great job getting into the box and then doesn't hit an easy ball, square ball to finish off the run of play. Um, defensively, individually, they all look like they should be really good. They'll win one-on-ones. They'll play strong defensively. But then there's a lack of communication, and Zurich get a really easy chance to score and do. You know what they do, dude? This leg. Oh, man. <laughs> As did Ghent, who you've written. Yeah, beneath Ghent, hearts. doo-doo. doo-doo. Hearts, doo-doo. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, now, who do you think is going to turn around their results for next week? Come back and win the tie down. Yeah, I think uh, I feel pretty confident that Silkborg should be able to turn this one around. Yeah, uh, I think I agree with that. I think they're just, a, I think they're a solid team and just struggled uh, against HJK, and they're going to be at home in the second leg, right? And hopefully won't get a red card. Should be put them a good chance, and then uh, I think Twenta have a good chance to turn it around. Yeah, they get the crowd behind him. Yeah, maybe they get an early goal. Yeah, and could get something about Fiorentina mm-hmm. that something about whoever finishes seventh in Italy, I typically do not trust in Europe. You know, I feel like they've had a history of Lazio being bad when they come seventh. Torino missed out on the Europa League when they were seventh a couple times, uh, and I feel like Fiorentina could be following in a, what's becoming a relatively long history of Italian teams squeaking into Europe and then crashing out at the first <laughs> chance they get. That's funny. Um, I think Nice is probably most likely for me. Yeah. Just because they're at home. They are facing better opposition than some of the other teams, but they're at home. Uh, they have crazy fans. They're, like, better. <laughs> so there's that. I think Molda, um, because they had 18 shots on goal. Um, granted, they're going away, but I think um, I think they should be able to win yeah. in we Austria. We talked about it as well. Wolfsburger isn't... The hugely strong composi- yeah. competition either um and i think cologne if they play like they're capable of um even if it's in a tough atmosphere should be able to turn that as long as they don't get any more red cards uh what countries won the day david i'm gonna give a shout out to poland first uh they went two for two today even if lech maybe weren't like the most impressive in their victory silent Still clap one raquel won good for them uh really wanted to put sweden but aik got so embarrassed i don't think i can put them on this list yes and, they did then uh kosovo put themselves in a position to qualify for a group for the first time i know it's only one team it'd be crazy but i still want to shout them out that that's yeah uh fair enough uh i'm gonna add cyprus who once mm-hmm. again had a good day they had two strong wins um including ammonia winning on the road uh, a draw, which was against Olympiacos, yeah. and uh, the loss was not great. But, you know, two wins and a draw, still a good day for a country that size. I think the Israeli teams both put themselves in good positions as well. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with the Tel Aviv aspect of that. Yeah. I thought Beersheva didn't look they played great, but, but they put themselves in a position to go through at home. Yeah, and that's what that's what most important. And that's what's important. Um, who but, fucking sucked today? Um... There wasn't a country that had multiple teams really drop the ball, I thought, but France and Germany as two bigger countries and putting themselves in bad positions to mm-hmm. go out and not have a team in the Conference League. Yeah, that's not, a good shout. Not good. I think Austria had a bad day. Mm-hmm. Uh, rapid you know, drawing with Vaduz. Uh, Austria losing at home, even though it was to get Fenerbahce still. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, Basel lost away and Young Boys lost at home, so... Switzerland, even though Zurich 
uh, took yeah. care of business at home. Um, that's still a reversible tie. Yeah. So I don't think Switzerland had a great day either. Um, as we prepare right. for next week, what are you looking forward to? What should we keep our eyes on? Nice Tel Aviv, round two. Uh, I think if Hedrick Split gets like the first goal in Croatia, mm-hmm. that gets spicy. Um, uh, the Hearts, seeing a European match in Hearts of that size, I think yeah. could be fun. And I want to see how far we can take Vaduce. Yeah. <laughs> can they do? Can they surprise us again? Let's get them all the way. Let's get them all the way. Uh, I mentioned Twente earlier as a team that I thought could turn the tie around, mm-hmm. so that's one. That could be a good one next I'll be week. Watching. I think there's also just a lot of interesting tactical matchups there and controlling the midfield, which Italiano is a superb coach. And I want to see what his plan to counter what Twente did in the second half is going to be. Um, and then Apollon and Olympiacos set themselves up to have a really entertaining second leg as well back in greece plus you pointed out the uh, socio-political relevance of the time yeah, that's always on wednesday which you should check out if you haven't yeah. that's um, always fun to yeah to hear about that's great we're starting the day the pod with that tie and we're ending it wow so that's storytelling is wow. what that is that's all, storytelling it's all circular man. it's all it's circular. Circular. circle of life it's all storytelling the circle um, of europa league football and the story now is that we're going away yeah before we go away you should follow us on twitter and instagram and those other socials that people have tiktok tiktok david's gonna start doing some tiktoks yeah definitely will he's gonna do tiktoks he promised and max will renegade and i'll renegade that's sex right yeah 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 basically it's basically the same thing yeah yeah all right um that's gonna do it you want to give him a quick cheers to the gaffer that's right see you next time